Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of More is Afraid of the Dark, but Not Really. And this week, we'll talk about the tale of the lonely ghost. I'll also give my top Halloween episodes to watch, so stay tuned. You won't want to miss out. Hello, Midnight Society members, and welcome to this third episode of More is Afraid of the Dark, but Not Really, the podcast where I summarize each episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Since it's close to Halloween, in fact, Halloween is two days away, I feel it's only appropriate to give you all a special extra-large episode, if you will. First up, we get our first story from resident shy guy David. David is going to tell us about a feisty redhead named Beth and her cousin Amanda in the tale of the Lonely Ghost, after which we can de-stress by talking top episodes from each season that are must-watch for a good Halloween. I'll give you my personal list of favorites and some honorable mentions. Um, So without further ado, let's get started. The night starts with Kristen walking into the clearing. She is feeling uneasy as if someone is following her. David then runs into Kristen and tries to tell her happy birthday and gives her a present. Kristen is delighted and says, My birthday is next week. You remembered. She tells David she will open the present after the meeting as they are already running late. Meanwhile, back at the campfire, Eric is showing off his skills of throwing grapes into the air and Kenshi them in his mouth. I secretly hope he chokes because I do not like him. Frank plays a prank on him and puts water in his mouth when it is wide open, and Eric claims he could have choked. I think Eric could have had a higher chance of choking if that grape got lodged in his throat. Kiki laughs, and Eric tries to hit Frank. But I'm just kind of like, really, Eric? You do not stand a chance against Frank. But whatever. I guess you got a death wish. Gary, being the peacekeeper, tells them to cool it. He acts like a father to the group sometimes. I guess that would make our friend Betty and the mom. David and Kristen walk into the clearing and take their seats. Betty Ann tells David to hurry as the natives are getting restless. This is how you can tell that this show took place in the early 90s, as they would not be able to say this uh, if the show was on the air today, because a lot of people would find that offensive, I suppose. So David sits down and begins to tell his story. He grabs the midnight dust, sprinkles it on the fire, and says, Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. I call this story... The Tale of the Lonely Ghost. We are introduced to our main character, Amanda Cameron. She has been sent by her parents to her aunt's house for the summer. Then we meet her cousin, Beth. She gives redheads a bad name, like I would believe she has no soul. Beth is a horrible person, and I honestly, she has no redeeming qualities in this story. Beth is a real witch to Amanda. Granted, Amanda does dress like a grandma. Beth tells Amanda that she does not want to know that Amanda is in her room, and she has to set her animals up in the same order every day, if she wants to hang with the cool kids, Beth's friends. So while they're talking and Amanda's trying to convince her cousin that she's cool, Beth tells her that if she wants to hang with them, she has to spend the night in the house next door, and it's haunted. 
dun dun dun. While all this crazy exposition's going on, Amanda runs out of the room and we are introduced to Nanny. Beth's, you guessed it, her nanny. She's an older woman who looks like she has seen better days. Like maybe Nanny experimented with hard drugs one too many times. That is what she looks like. Anyway, Nanny introduces herself to Amanda, and Beth is all, If you touch her wrinkle hand and get it contaminated, I'll never let you touch my things ever again. And then she shuts the door really loud. And I'm just kind of like, wow, that's really harsh, Beth. She's your nanny. You should love her. She took care of me as a child. Nanny feels embarrassed and runs away. Beth tells Amanda that Nanny went crazy from the house next door and she is somehow connected to it. The next day, Beth tells Amanda the story about what happened at the house. Apparently, the mom of the little girl got a call that her husband was either ill or hurt in a war. I'm guessing probably World War One or possibly two, and she went to send the girl off to her grandmother's house. But the mean kids and the hood chased the little girl down, and it turns out the girl was a deaf mute, which means she can't hear nor can she talk. To make things worse, the kids locked her in a closet, and her grandma did not know the girl was going to be coming. Her mother did not come back for several weeks, and since she thought the girl was at her grandma's house, the girl starved to death in the closet. Beth tells the story to Amanda while her and her friends are standing outside the house. They convince Amanda that they all spent the night in the house, which is a lie. So Amanda goes inside the house. She hears kids laughing and assumes it is Beth and her friends. Then she gets to the ghost child's bedroom. Everything is okay until the ghost child appears in the mirror. The ghost child appears to be writing help me on the wall. Amanda freaks out and runs back to the house. The reason you can tell that the child is a ghost is that appears in the mirror is because apparently back in this part of uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark Times, all ghost children appeared to be wet and had a silver complexion. And I can't for the life of me understand why Amanda was afraid of the ghost because the ghost didn't try to attack her or kill her. The ghost was merely writing help me. Granted, it was backwards for us to see, but it was the correct way for Amanda to see via the mirror. But I digress. We are then taken back to the campfire. The Midnight Society talks about what Amanda should do and if Nanny is really insane. Betty Ann does not think Nanny is crazy, but she is also the one who I think uses her brain. Eric, the idiot, thinks Nanny really is insane. David said that Beth spent the night at Sally's house. When we get back to the story, Aunt Dottie, Beth's mom, is angry. She thinks the girls were playing pranks and wrote help me on the walls. Aunt Dottie's a real estate agent. She's been trying to sell that house next door for years, but every time she does, something happens, like the sign mysteriously gets blown down, and she just believes the house does not want to actually be sold. So Dottie tells the girls they must go next door and clean the walls. Amanda does not want to go back to the house, and she asks if Dottie's going to the house with them. Aunt Dottie has her own shit to get done, so she says no. Beth is even a bigger witch to Amanda now. She tells Amanda that she was not going to let her get into her group anyway. Amanda responds that she didn't want to join the group now anyway. When they get up to the room, it now has help me written all over it. While they're in the room, 
cleaning the walls. The mirror does a type of morphing thing, and what's shown on the other side is a room with a lot of stuffed animals, and Beth is all wanting to check it out. Beth is kind of in a trance at this point, because all she cares about is the stuffed animals. Amanda is all like, let it go, Beth, but Beth crosses into the mirror anyways, and when Beth comes through the mirror, the ghost child takes Beth's place and is standing in front of Amanda. She approaches Amanda and holds out her hand. She does not want to hurt Amanda. She wants to give her the locket that has a photo of her mother in it. And guess who the mother is? That's right. The mother turns out to be Nanny. Amanda tells the ghost child that she will bring Nanny to her, which makes the child smile. The ghost does not have a name, so I will now just start calling her Sunny because of her sunny exposition. So after taking the locket from the ghost child, Amanda runs back to the house and searches for Nanny. She looks through the whole house and the kitchen and cannot find her. She looks out the window and sees Nanny getting ready to leave in a taxi, which is not being driven by Flynn from the previous episode, The Phantom Cab. Amanda rushes outside and tells Nanny to come with her. Nanny is reluctant at first until Amanda shows her the locket, and Nanny is in shock and says to Amanda, Where did you get the locket? Amanda takes her to the house. They go upstairs, and Nanny sees her child. Sunny. Then Nanny talks to the, her child and tells her that she's sorry for everything that happened to her and that she hopes she's doing okay now. Nanny agrees to go with Sunny and I guess dies? I'm not sure. They just they go into the mirror and the mirror reflects a younger Nanny and Sunny happily smiling and getting ready for school. Then Beth, who is in the closet, asks Amanda for help. Amanda, having grown a backbone, tells Beth shit is going to have to change before she is let out. Beth agrees to the terms, and her friends ditch her for Amanda, the new queen bee. And everything is right with the world. David says the end, and Gary declares the meeting over. Frank puts Eric, the idiot, into a headlock and offers to buy him a soda to cool him off. I want a soda, Frank. How about you take me out for one, and maybe we can talk about stuff and call it a date? Question mark. The rest of the Midnight Society leaves as well. Here is my final thoughts and questions about this week's episode. The Tale of the Lonely Ghost. Here are some of my final thoughts and questions that I had after watching this episode. I really enjoyed this story as I felt it was very heartwarming. I was happy that everybody got reunited. I was also glad that Amanda finally stood up for herself. That was um, a very nice part of the episode because Amanda really got walked in and was really bullied by Beth. So it was good to finally see a bully get what was coming to them. My second thought is David tells good stories. Too bad he has no personality. Well, this is a really good example of a David story. He has some other stories that I didn't particularly care for, and we'll get into them uh, later on in season one. In fact, I feel it's kind of a shame that David only lasted two seasons because I really feel that if the character was able to develop more, maybe he would have told more stories that were more complex 
and maybe he would have a signature character. So Gary has Sardo and Frank has Dr. Vink, two very synonymous characters with Are You Afraid of the Dark? The only other character I could think of that's obviously associated with the series would be Zebo, but we could classify Zebo as a villain. Although I guess you could classify Sar- Sardo and Vink as villains also, but they also kind of branch out as the series goes on. My third thought is I find it interesting that we only get to hear about Kristen, Eric, and Gary's birthday during the entire series run. I, for one, would like to know when is it Kiki's birthday, Frank's birthday, or even Betty Ann's birthday? You know, we don't get that type of information. I mean, the closest thing we got to Frank was he had an anniversary episode. None of the other members had an anniversary episode, so why is that? My fourth thought was the ghost looks like maybe she died in the summer, as she appears to be sweaty. But this seems to be a case for almost all the ghosts in Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I think that's just the way the producers decided to make the ghost children look. So these were just some of my thoughts from the season one episode, which is the third episode in season one, The Tale of the Lonely Ghost. The next episode that we will talk about is also from David. It is the season one, episode four episode, The Tale of the Twisted Claw, which coincidentally premiered on Halloween in, I want to say, 1990 on CNR, which is a Canadian channel. And then in the U.S., this episode aired in 1991 as a Halloween special on Nickelodeon. I know I normally put in the fun facts about each episode in the beginning, but I thought that this would be a really good transitional point. So the fun fact for this episode is the actress who plays the ghost child, I believe her name is pronounced Jenny Levesque, would go on to play the bratty sister Christina in the 11th episode of the first season, which is called The Tale of the Dark Music. Consequently, um, the girl who played Amanda in this episode, Laura Bertram, uh, she was the main character on the 90s preteen comedy in Canada called Ready or Not, where she played Amanda Zim. That show was also shown on the Disney Channel in the USA, and she would also go on to star in some more episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Another show that I remember seeing Laura Bertram on was Andromeda. On Andromeda, she played Trans Gemini, who was a doctor and a life support officer on the ship Andromeda. And that, oh, that I'm finished with the fun facts. Let's transition into my top Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes for a great Halloween. Are You Afraid of the Dark has been around for a total of five seasons and its entire first run with a first reboot giving an additional two seasons, bringing the total to seven. There is also a miniseries of three episodes from 2019. For the purpose of this list, we will focus on the first run of the series, with Gary and the gang. Any episode that is mentioned from season six onward will show up in the honorable mention section, as they have not been reviewed on the blog. Number 10. Season 5, Episode 9, The Tale of the Unexpected Visitor. The storyteller is Kiki. This episode is about two boys who happen to send a song into space, which translates into, We Are Not Toys, in an alien language. 
the boys then get stalked by a child alien who just wants to play. It's not scary, but I thought it was a really clever episode about unwanted house guests. Number nine, season four, episode 10, the tale of the unfinished painting, the storyteller, Gary. This is a tale about a girl who finds a shady paint gallery where the owner lets people finish the paintings and sign their names on them. Oh, I forgot to mention the weird altar and the shrunken head in the cabinet, not to mention the enhanced paintbrushes that you, that trap you in the painting. The guest star in this episode is Jules Thate. Number 8, Season 3, Episode 13, The Tale of the Dangerous Soup, Storyteller, Frank. Come on down to the wild boar, where Dr. Vink is back, and this time he's a chef. He's known far and wide for his delicious soup that costs $100. But why does the soup cost so much and taste so good? Short answer is, it is the fear of the restaurant staff. Like the patrons are literally eating the staff's fears in liquid form. This episode had a huge guest star, Nev Campbell. Number 7. Season 3, Episode 6. The Tale of the Bookish Babysitter Storyteller, Betty Ann Ever wanted to get your kids to love reading? Hire Belinda, the coolest babysitter around, who will send your kids on a literal adventure through books. But watch out for the witch who will try to eat you or the knight who might try to kill you. This episode is about Ricky, a couch potato who hates reading until he meets Belinda who puts him into a story. Number 6 Season 2 Episode 13, The Tale of Old Man Cochran, as told by Kiki. The new kids get together with some local kids to play hide-and-seek. They are dared to steal Old Man Cochran's Heronica, who is supposedly a murderer who dug kids' graves. Did I mention the local kids play in the graveyard and that the kids are dead? Yeah, that's kind of important. Number 5, Season 2, Episode 2, The Tale of Midnight Madness. Storyteller, Frank. Dr. Vink must have had a midlife crisis, as now he is a director, trying to get the cinema to show his new vampire movie, Nosferatu. The kicker? The cinema is stated to close permanently in two weeks due to low attendance, but Vink says he can't save it. Also, the vampire comes out of the film and terrorizes the theater staff. Number 4. Season 1, Episode 13. The Tale of the Pinball Wizard Storyteller, Gary Ross needs a job and asks Mr. Olson at the mall. Mr. Olson gives him a shot and tells him not to touch anything. Ross does not listen and sees a shiny new pinball machine. He ends up getting stuck in the pinball machine where he must save Sophie from the evil witch, an executioner, and a sheriff while finding her throne and her tiara. But will this be enough to get out of the game? No, because he did not listen and is now trapped in the pinball machine forever. Guest star, Polly Shannon. Number 3. Season 1, Episode 11. The Tale of the Dark Music. Storyteller, Eric. Andy and his family inherit a house from a dead uncle who was weird. Andy plays music in the basement, which I guess opens a portal to hell, as the basement wants Andy to feed it people in exchange for anything he wants. The demon look, took on several forms, from red glowing eyes to a ten-fault doll that was pure nightmare fuel. 
Andy feeds the local bully to the demon and in return gets a shiny new bite. His next victim? His sister, possibly. Eric ends the story by saying Andy did not feed his sister to the demon, only scared her. But the face he makes tells me otherwise. Also, I hate Eric. Number 2. Season 1, Episode 8. The Tale of the Nightly Neighbors. Storyteller, Betty Ann. The new neighbors are from Transylvania and are possibly vampires, as they only go out at night, dress in all black, and have ample amounts of blood in their basement. What will Day-Day and Emma do? Will they break into the house and are told lies by the bronze? Turns out that Lex is a vampire, and his parents are his servants. This episode was unique, as it was eventually turned into a book, which explored the story more. And finally, number one. Season four, episode one and two. The Tale of Cutter's Treasure, as told by Frank and Gary. The t this tale is so epic, it took two storytellers to tell it. This tale also sees a team up of epic proportions. Sardo and Dr. Vink together at last. Rush goes to buy his little brother a magic set from Sardo, which opens an old chest and wakes up a dead pirate, Captain Jonas Cutter. Cutter then kidnaps Rush's brother. Rush seeks the help of, an, of none other than Dr. Vink. This episode is notable for not being just one episode, but a two-parter. And the guest star for this episode was Charles S. Dutton. Now, there were some other episodes that I felt I should have included, or wanted to include, they just didn't fit the bill for whatever reason, so I give you my honorable mentions list. The first one is actually from the second re- they're, sorry, the first reboot, and that would be The Tale of the Silver Sight. This episode is unique because there is no storyteller, but it's a quest by the Midnight Society, and they are joined by Gary. Um, this is a great three-part episode that gives us a lot of details about the formation of the society and how it dates back to 1937. This episode also sees the members visit past members from Grandpa Jean's generation. This episode also brings back a lot of past actors to the series. For example, Grandma Aggie is played by Sheena Larkin, who, was, who previously appeared in the episodes of the first series, uh, most notably as Nanny in The Tale of the Lonely Ghost. James Bradford, who played General Liang Candle, also appeared previously in the series as uh, Shandu. The second episode that is an honorable mention is The Tale of the Ghastly Grinner. That was told by Betty Ann. I really love the art style this episode, as it was done in more of a comic book style. There were comic book transitions, and the artwork of the Ghastly Grinner itself is just really beautiful to look at. If you've never seen it, I highly recommend that you Google it or go to the blog, because I believe I have some pictures on the blog. Um, this character is, has also been carried over to several other episodes, where it's mentioned in passing, or you can see the comic book in the background. The next episode I'm going to mention is The Tale of the Room for Rent, which was told by Sam. This is a love story, but it's a love story with betrayal, and I think this is one of Sand's best stories, um, apart from her initiation story, The Tale of Watcher's Woods. That one was pretty creepy, but it didn't make it onto this list for various reasons. Um, the next episode that I feel people would really like and would hate if I left off would be The Tale of the Dead Man's Float, which is told by Stig. This episode, amongst fans, is arguably one of the creepiest in the entire series. 
Um, it's about how there was a school built on a gravesite. They forgot about all the bodies. So basically this pool at this high school is on top of a graveyard. But luckily Zeke, the science nerd, uses his power of science to not only get a girlfriend, but end the curse of the pool ghost, which smells like sulfur. And finally, the last episode that's an honorable mention is the tale of the prisoner's past, which is told by Tucker. Uh, this story is about two boys who happen to be quite different. They are stepbrothers. It is almost like seeing into the Gary Tucker dynamic. Basically, the boys find the body of one of the prisoners and give his daughter some closure. This episode is notable for the guest star of Christopher Castile, who was on the ABC family comedy Step by Step. So do you agree with this list? Do you think I left out any episodes that should have made it? Let me know. Uh, drop me a comment on the blog. If you aren't aware, the blog is more as afraid of the dark, but not really. It can be found on WordPress. As always, I appreciate you all taking the journey down memory lane with me. I can only improve this podcast with feedback. So if you could all le head over to the blog and drop me a like, or at least leave some feedback, that would just be wonderful. You can catch me online um, on Twitter at Mora, M-O-I-R-A underscore 32984, or you can email me through the contact page on the blog. I'm also debating about starting a Discord server so we can discuss this amongst ourselves. Let me know if you guys would be up for that. It's no problem for me to set one up. And so, join me next time when we discuss David's second episode of season one, The Tale of the Twisted Claw.